Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh, a wild night in the NBA. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius, XM Channel 80, ESPN2, the ESPN app. We're on your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. Good morning, guys. Crazy NBA night, huh, Jay? Wow. Morning. Yeah. Damn near tired. Lakers, Key, what is going on with the Lakers? I have zero idea. If I only knew. I know what's going on out here, though. The sun is beaming, and hopefully the sunshine will give them some sort of energy. Uh, Has not been working. No, I said hopefully (laughs) it will give them some sort of energy. Yeah, well. It just started to come out. It's almost like we're entering the springtime, even though we're in the month of January. Well, the sun's shining here, too. And it's a beautiful. Oh no, sorry. I well, meant no, it's, a, I, it's I freezing sleet and yeah. uh, freezing rain and sleet and uh, about thirty uh, something degrees, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to snow in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's the sun shining and it's beautiful. So the, the the two top vote getters in the MVP race in the NBA went off last night. Joel Embiid, who finished uh, second and won our very own uh, Yates's personal MVP, right? Yeah. Yates, he was your MVP, right? He- last year. The real MVP. The narratives are cute and all that, but you know the real no. He's Honestly, my MVP. He's thought, my MVP. I thought MVP. I thought Embiid was MVP for a lot of last year. He just didn't play. He didn't get into enough games in the end. Game for game, I liked him the best, but but he didn't get the, into enough. And that's the no. He played great Jokic, last night. Jokic though, haters. That's for sure. He dropped Jokic fifty. Haters. Jokic is doing it again. Jokic by the way. haters. He, from last but year. but Embiid dropped fifty in twenty seven minutes. <laughs> ridiculous. Maybe he can come play for us. We need some help. It's not all about the Lakers, Key. Well, no, actually, it is all about the Lakers right now because they probably are the most disappointing team in all of professional sports, Jay. So it's about the Lakers right now. By the way, before we move on, before we move on, I just got to mention Jokic. I was like, ah, he'll never win it. He shouldn't have won. Not only did he deserve it last year when all was said and done, his PER is leading the league again, better than last year. He's averaging like 13 boards and seven and a half assists. Got them in the mid-pack of the Western Conference. By the way, Yates Without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., that happened to a degree last year, too, Jay. And what happened? He dropped 49. It's not, it's not postseason MVP. Got it's not postseason. It's regular season MVP. Evan, please get Yates in here. He got scrambled in the playoffs. They did. Yeah, but he, it's not a postseason award. Got, who got scrambled in the playoffs? And by playoffs? the way, Denver, Denver without two of their most gifted – wait, time out. Denver <laughs> without Murray. two of their most gifted scorers – are still ranked six in the Western Conference, two spots ahead of the Lakers. So, like, yeah, yeah no, I, I let's, get let's, it. Let's, I just calm down for a minute, you know? Reg- regular season awards is regular season awards. Postseason awards are championship No awards. doubt. I don't yeah. even so, think there should agreed. be a regular that's, that's season That's what it MVP. is, though, Jay. That's what it is. That's what it is, man. I don't even <laughs> think there should be a regular season MVP because if you're an MVP, you're going to the playoffs. More than half the teams go. And then let's see what happens. But Jokic did drop 49. But anyway, <laughs> last night, 49. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sixers fan right there. Guy, don't give a Sixers fan access to the soundboard on a night yet. B drops Jeez. 50. So, all right, guys. But the story, really the news out of the NBA yesterday is that first, well, Frank Vogel's job security has been questioned recently because of the way the Lakers have had this season has played out so far, treading water, trying to keep their head above 500. He said he didn't feel like he was under siege. Lakers lost to the Pacers, 111-104. The Pacers outscored the Lakers 35-24 in the fourth quarter. 
But here's the news. Key, Jay, Vogel benched Russell Westbrook for the final 352 of the game. So here is Frank Vogel, Lakers head coach on his job security. I don't feel like I'm under siege. Uh, it's not hard to do my job. I, you know, I'm very focused on the task at hand. I've always been that way. And um, it's really not up to me whether it's fair or not. Uh, it comes with the territory. You know, it comes with being the Lakers coach. We have high expectations. This fan base really cares. It's a big market. You know, I wouldn't want it any, way, any other way, to be honest with you. So that's mm. coach. You want to hear from yeah. the GM? Sure. Let me hear from okay. Rob Palenka. Here's LeBron James oh. at the postgame presser. Well played. I'm not in that business of, of uh, pointing fingers or, or pointing blame or trying to uh, put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's, uh, of someone's commentator of what they feel, you know, our coaching staff or, or Frankie is or where Russ is or where I'm at or AD. Um, if it's not positive for me, I, I'm, it's, not my, it's not my lane. I'm not a, I'm not a negative person. If you got something to, to ask me besides trying to somebody, I ask those. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That is exactly what he's supposed to say. You don't buy into things. You just try to get going and get winning, man. If you sit around and listen to people that just want clickbait, then you go fall into that trap. It, clearly, the coach is on the hot seat. Things are swirling around the team because everybody expected, a, you know, had a different expectation going into the season. So, you know, the best thing for them to do is just try to figure out how to get going on the right track. Meantime, Jay. I agree with Key here. I don't always think like, oh, I'm just going to be positive is the answer. It depends on the situation. But here, you're asking about is... He wasn't positive after they got blitzed by Denver. That's why he didn't talk to the media. Smart move on his behalf. Well, okay, fine. But that, I, that, that's okay sometimes yeah, for me, I'm okay too. With it. I'm trying to keep my mind right. And, but if you're asking me about my coach's job security, I'm not going to deal with that. He's my coach. We're trying to win. That's all. I'm not going to deal yeah, with but that. Yeah, but that, the whole asking him about job security is because it's LeBron James. You ain't asking the, the, the 11th guy on the bench about job security. No, you're so not, you, but, automatically, but, you automatically feel like LeBron James is running the team, so to speak. So you want to ask no. that question to try to get him in a pickle. That's the slickness. That, all that is is slick talk. And he's it, it, smart enough to know that that ain't happening. Well, it's slick talk, but the reality <laughs> of it is that LeBron James wields a lot of power. I mean, there is a reason why, you know, his coach in Cleveland got fired when he first got the job, when he first got over to Cleveland before he actually oh. got Ty Lue, right, to win a championship. Okay. So like, there's reasons why these questions are being asked. And there's so many cooks in the damn kitchen. Like, you know, this is a personnel issue. I don't think this is a Frank Vogel issue. When they won a championship, they had one of the top-ranked defensive teams in the league, guys. They had personnel that fit the scheme that Frank Vogel wanted to play, Key. Now you yeah. insert a lot of older age pieces that don't have a defensively minded sound, you know, way of playing, and they play a different style of basketball. That's why they rank twenty seventh in points allowed not, per game. It's not who they are. Let's not underemphasize Anthony Davis's absence. Like when he plays, it's a totally different situation. A lot of his value is on the defensive end. Well, a lot of his value is being available too, no doubt. And, and that's and, that's, and, that's always and, a knock against. And him. when he was playing, it wasn't like the defense exactly. was lights out. Yeah, it's true. He, when, I, listen, I get, when he, I get that he is a defensive stopper, so to speak, in the paint. He makes the shots different. He can also slide out if need be at times, depending on who's guarding. But the defense was not lights out even when he was on the floor. He, he comes to, it comes down to this, guys. Like they, This organization needs one voice. They really do. They need somebody who has autonomy to make the decisions. Because what happens is when you got Kirk Rambis, who is sitting in coaching meetings now. I mean, he's always been part of the organization, but virtually – you got Jenny Buss, who's trying to handle things over the top. 
You got Rich Paul, who's involved with clutch to a degree, with LeBron James making internal decisions, trying to help the team win. You got Rob Polink, who's in a position, what does he do going back and forth? You have a, a lot of people who are making personnel decisions, and it feels like this team is now stuck because I don't think they're going to have a lot of trade value going into the trade well, deadline. There's, a, there's so much there, and we, we're, later on we're going to have to get to the Westbrook benching. Does LeBron have to sign off on that? Because someone's like, you know, like he does have a lot of influence. You talk about the island of misfit toys, the way this thing was put together. AD, it's not like they were locking down defensively with him, although he was the guy who challenged LeBron to play regular season defense when he got there originally, and they wound up winning the championship. There is so much Hmm. there. Westbrook benched. We couldn't even get to it. There's so much there, but we will. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Heading into a rematch between the Bucks and the Rams in the divisional round. We'll tell you why the attention is on what the head coach did in the wild card round. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, uh, Bruce Arians uh, was fu- – what's so funny, Jay? Nothing. Just I hear Bruce Arians, I'm like, what's going on? He was uh, fined 50 Gs for hitting Andrew Adams in the helmet. 50 rocks. Came after Adams was seen pulling an Eagles player off the pile, which is a penalty. So – Coach was asked about the fine. Here's his response. The league uh, has fined you $50,000 for your encounter there on the sideline with Andrew Adams. Do um, you plan to appeal it? Uh, do you have anything else to say about what you're trying to do there? Uh, I'll appeal it. and uh, It ain't got nothing to do with the game, so we're good. Key, what do you think? Uh, he, he said he will appeal it? Yeah. yeah, he said it had nothing to do with the game, so they're good. But I don't even understand what that means, but – um, I think he's saying I – th- I took it to mean, like, he's answering questions about the game. He's like, yeah, yeah I'll appeal it. Can I, can I take a shot at it? I, I just feel like his tone was very dismissive off something that – now, look, uh, people can say this depends upon the relationship you have with the player. I'm the only person that said that, so it could be people. No, you, you're, you're not. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about this the other day. And I just feel like – I, I don't – regardless of whatever relationship I have with any player – and maybe things are just done differently in football. I don't want nobody to put his hands on me. Regardless if I made a dumb decision on the field trying to get a player off somebody else or not, just coming and hitting somebody across the helmet or the head, did it I'm look surprised. Like to, did it look like to you, though, in key, I want, like, did it look like to you that he was just trying to kind of get his attention? That's what it looked like to me upon review. Like, hey, like he's trying to get his attention. I told Evan on Sunday, it was Sunday or Saturday, whatever day the game was played, I told Evan uh, as soon as it happened, 
I started communicating with our producer, and I'm like, this is going to turn into something bigger than what he thinks it is right now because they're not even talking about it at the level the next day. But he got fined for it because he technically shouldn't even be doing stuff like that. But but when you look at it, for me, I don't have a problem with him stopping a player from doing something that would have cost potentially a penalty, uh, negated the play, anything. I get it. I understand it. Um, and it also depends, as as I would say, on that relationship. If he has a relationship with his players and they understand who he is, they don't have a problem with it, so why should I? Well, I don't we, have a problem with I it. Wanna, if I had a problem with it, if he put his hands on me and I have a problem with it, then then that's a different issue. I, I understand how coaches react when you do silly things that potentially could cost your team in crucial moments. I, I want to play this again for Jay. Let's play the video again, Jay, because we're on ESPN, too. We can play the uh-huh. video. Look at, look at Arians. It looks to me like he's yelling to get his attention. He's not paying attention, and he's trying to get his attention. That's what it looks like to me. Okay, there's other ways to get my attention. I get, Jay, <laughs> I get it. I, I'm not, I, I get it 100%. You know I, mean? I don't want nobody putting their hands on me either, but I understand. If, if Look, look here, here's what I would tell you. If Coach Dungy grabbed me, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But grabbing, if Bill Parcells grabbed me grabbing and hit you? me upside my head for doing something stupid, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Those coaches, our respect level is way different. Because you know where so it's I coming know, from. I know he's not doing it out of disrespect, and I know where it's coming from. I know where their heart is. So I wouldn't challenge that. I'd be like, yeah, I was doing something dumb. He grabbed me to pull me off of this dude. I get that. Jay, he has an Achilles. <laughs> Arians has a torn Achilles, right? So maybe he can't move fast enough. He's yelling. He can't get his attention. He just kind of reaches. He almost he got can... hurt from trying to swing at Adams. You see, he almost falls over his old ass. All, he could have thrown a better right hand if exactly. he would have been healthy. But my thing is, Adams is just chilling there. And I get it. Get, 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 I get it. And you know what? Ain't nobody putting their hands on me other than my mama and my dad. Jay, sometimes like, that's it. Sometimes you're a grown man. I don't need you to get my attention by slapping me up against the head. You can look I, me in the uh, eye J- and Jay, be like, I Jay, get it. what the hell I are you doing? You're right, coach. I was Key, dumb. Jay, sometimes we're in studio, right? Let's say Jay or I are trying to get, get our attention, right? And, and let's say, Key, you're on mic and the camera's off us. One of us might snap at the other one, right? Like, just snap, like, yo, yo, yo. So, so look over here because we need to signal, hey, the, you know, you're going to ask the next question to the guest, yeah. something like that. But if I wasn't paying attention – or you couldn't get my attention because, let's say, Evan's talking to me in my ear, got my earpiece, and it's coming right up, and you crumple up some paper and throw it at me so I, like, what, to get what, my attention? All right. Why don't no I got your attention by slapping you up against your but damn that's head not the, the But that's not the equivalent. You're sitting in a chair. What's that's the not, equivalent? That's the equivalent. The equivalent I'm trying me to make th- an equivalent like throwing, uh, throwing a, rolling up paper and hit me in the head with it just so I turn around. That's a poor analogy. See, I, Jay, is Jay, it? man. Huh. I, I, mean, I just Jay, getting I, your attention is slapping somebody. Jay, I get everything that you're saying. There's no question about it. But certain people have a certain respect for one another. Like when Coach Parcells would yell and scream at me and then two minutes later tell me how much he loves me and I can play for him anytime. I understand it's a respect thing. You know, I, and I tell him, you ain't won nothing in a long damn time. You same thing as Pat Riley and your buddy Tony LaRusso, all y'all. That's a respect level. In other words, what's underneath it? Is there love underneath it or not? What's the relationship? That's a real thing. That's a you know. So So if he's grabbing him and slapping him upside the head, it's just I get what you're saying, though, Jay. All all I'm saying is like there's a history, and I I go back to Bob Knight. 
So Bob Knight, sometimes in order to get his players' attention, he gave him a little pop-pop in the chin, a little overhead, like, like, there's some stuff that you would say, oh, that's not acceptable. But it's then you, see, Bob, nice, enough, big you dude. see somebody else, you're like, well, it depends upon the relationship. <laughs> but see, I think but I think Bobby even Knight. if I had a good relationship, like, I have a great relationship with Coach K. I love Coach K. Like a pseudo father figure in my life. Yeah. If Coach K hit me one time, I'm like, yo. Well, Coach K came up under Bobby yo. Knight. Coach K came What's up. Co- like, he, come, yeah, he came he, up under Bobby Knight, right? And yeah. Jay, so let me ask you this, though, no, Jay. Because he, he doesn't think that's the respectful way Jay, let me ask yes. you this. So it's a hard foul to the floor. Boom. Jay Will falls down. Ah! He now goes and runs up on the guy, and he wants to run up on him. And we in a championship game, but we need Jay Will. And, and Coach K comes off the bench and grabs your ass by the jersey and says, what the hell's wrong with you? You going to get uh, mad? Hey, no, no. Because I'm okay with somebody grabbing me. Well, gra- I'm, okay. Time, I'm okay with somebody or somebody. You know what he would do? He would take my arm, my wrist, and pull down. And he you would got a helmet on, man. It's not like I a basketball was just, hey, 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 I was, Max, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, the dude had a helmet on, man. It wasn't even a hard hit. It's a love tap. And you smack you, people you on the helmet sometimes. That it's not the first day it happened because you knew it was going to be a big story. No, I, I you you are 1,075% And your tone the right. first day because I remember you're like, yo. I knew is- it was going to be a problem, Jay, because I know how people think. People look at that and the first thing they go is, he's hitting that guy. That's wrong. He shouldn't be putting his hands on him. I knew it. That's why I brought it up. And I said to myself, the relationship, if there's a relationship there, and the player is okay with being chastised, fine. Ugh. I don't have a problem with it. I hear you. Okay, I'm cool with it. I just, you know, football. No, don't the, be the, cool with it. Keep fo- your stance. The football world is different, though, because if, if my son, Zane, were playing football on the coach, like, what the hell are you? <laughs> like, you know what? Listen, yo. Jay, the reason, the reason you detected you that in Key, the, the reason you detected that in Key, like his reaction, is because, let's just be honest, there's a gray area. Where you're like, where we might look and Key might look and go, man, this is nothing. They're going to blow this up. If John Gruden would have put his hands on me, John Gruden would have been on the floor. He would have been done for you. Because 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 our relationship ain't like that. But this is the gray area. If Todd Haley would put his hands on me to get my attention, I'm okay with that. Maurice Carthon, Sean Payton, I'm okay with those guys. I don't know if you're okay with anybody putting their hands on you, Key. No, it's Jay. Depends it's a how it's done. I'm talking about in the course of a game when I'm getting ready to screw something up for my team. That's all I'm saying. We're asking one NFL coach, speaking of, uh, well, anyway, what would you say do you do here? That was a. Uh, that was apparently an Office Space reference. I love that movie. A movie I've what? seen a thousand times, and I could not pinpoint the exact. I thought I knew the scene that it came from. Screwed Evan, it up, huh? Evan tells me that it's the consultants, right? Because they, ha- they finally have Lundberg. Is it, is, is it when they're talking to Lundberg? No, it's when they're talking to one of the other guys. They're like, what would you say you do here? And he says, I'm a people person. Hmm. Oh, the guy who got who got the million dollar yes, settlement right, yes. I never seen, I in the body cast. Yeah, it's yes. a great movie. Uh, all Michael right, anyway, Bolton. that's next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Not Office Space, but some NFL stuff. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out electric e bikes today. The number one selling e bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Where did it go wrong for Mike McCarthy at? He called the play. That's not bad clock management. Key, you know darn well this is a horrendous call. I'm not calling for his job. I'm just telling you I don't know how you bring him back. It's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And he up. (laughs) By the way, I want to say it was Sesame Street. Like someone with way too much time on their hands took an Ernie and Burt clip and and put this song to it and had Ernie and Burt like they were rapping it. It's the funniest I thing. Check that out. Yeah, you got to YouTube it. But anyway. Every time I hear Sesame Street, I think like Dave Chappelle and the Grouch. I don't yeah. know why I just go there. Yeah, I yeah. live in a trash can. I yeah. won't say it. But. Why are you always so grouchy? <laughs> I live in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're talking oh, about job security. Really yeah. We're talking about job security. Frank Vogel just now in the sports center, right? Huh? I don't feel like I'm under siege. Hey, Mike McCarthy. Want to tell us about job security? How you feeling? Yeah, I, I don't put a lot into it because I know what I personally put into this. You know, I, I understand what goes on here every day. Um, I know how to win. I know how to win in this league. I know how to win playoff games. I know how to win a championship. So I have great confidence in that. Uh, what we've built uh, here. In two seasons, um, I feel very good about. Um, and I think with that, uh, you just you stay true to that. Okay, so why is he be at, being asked about job security? Why are we going to talk about this right now? Because they didn't get it done? Because they lost in the first round? It's possible to lose a playoff game in the first round. But it depends on the why. Much like he was talking about someone put your hands up. It depends on the relationship. What's underneath, right? Mm. Okay. This is Mike McCarthy talking about how he felt his players felt in that game. Um, I thought we were nervous to start the game. Uh, felt it in the locker room at the team prayer. Um, but I thought we fought through that okay. I mean, I, you know, they, we held them to field goals, and I think once our guys settled in, um, I, I, th- I, thought, I thought that, you know, it balanced out and the competitiveness there. But, you know, the, the up and down was a challenge. You know, the offense not getting into a rhythm. You know, I thought the defense played stronger in the second second half, gave us gave us a chance to stay in the game and you know, we needed to make a couple more plays on offense. Ho ho hold up coach. The team was nervous? The team was nervous? What do you mean by that? 
Why would your team be nervous? That's the pressure of needing to win, wanting to win, having to win? Well, let, let me take the word nervous back. I mean, it was, it was a little angst, okay, which I, I think just like anything. I mean, it's just, I mean, they were excited. They, they had a great week of practice. I thought the pregame was good, but, you know, I just think that, you know, it, it was maybe it was the first time we were doing this as a whole. Maybe it was two guys, you know, but uh, I, I just think that, you know, we, were, we weren't, you know, they were a little cleaner than we were at the beginning of the game. That's just, that's just the facts. I'm only laughing because it feels like key. You know when certain people, they start talking, it just feels like no matter what comes out of your mouth, something's going to happen, like where the media's going to use it. He's like, oh, let me actually, let me take nervous back. Like, we were a little bit angst. Actually, we were a little bit more excited. This is your it, new Matt Nagy, clean. I think, Jay. <laughs> I think no, this I'm is your saying, new Matt Nagy. I don't think it's deserving of it. I'm just saying, like, he felt that pressure when he said nervous. He's like, oh, actually, no, we weren't nervous. We were a little bit more angst. I think what people got to understand and what they don't want to understand is that a coach has a pulse of his team. You know if your team – I don't want to say nervous, but if your team is in a fog, so to speak. Doesn't The locker room, it, 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 the music isn't playing as loud. It's, it's on five opposed to ten. It's on four instead of eight. It's, it's that guy is not sitting in the chair that he normally would sit in pregame. All of a sudden, people are not walking out the tunnel together. They're walking out separately. It, you could feel all of those sort of things inside of a locker room getting ready for a game. So I don't think it's too far-fetched to, for him to say that his team was nervous or a little uh, angst or whatever he said, and then you got one or two players that may be important. Maybe the center's a little nervous and he screwed up several plays or maybe Tony Pollard was nervous and he went the wrong way on a run play. And then once they calmed down and settled down, then he got into the flow of things, but it was too late at that point because the 49ers were cooking. I understand clearly what he's saying. 100%. I, I get it too. It makes sense, but it, it feels like this makes sense to me when you're talking internally in the locker room with your players. You're like, I, I know you guys, things felt a little bit off. You guys, it seemed like you guys are a little bit nervous. But this is where I feel like transparency goes wrong sometimes. And I know people in the media want to hear, like, the realness. Playing them out. Right? You want to tell me, like, tell me the truth. Tell me how you really feel. He played his team out. But when you do that, like, you, you add fuel to the fire that's already existing. And my thing on something like this, I'm cool with him recognizing his players are nervous. I just don't know if I come out and I say that oh, to the media. Don't air the dirty laundry. Yeah, I don't know if I do that. I don't want to th- not throw my players under the bus. But I don't want to put that on my players no, you, to have you, to answer about being nervous. Key, you know what I mean? No, you you right. You know you're right about that. I probably wouldn't have addressed the media by saying my team is yeah. a little bit nervous. That, that that probably was a wrong choice of words. Yeah. That's why when he had the opportunity to backtrack him, he did. Yeah. yeah. Because he realized, much like you said, Jay. I think I said nervous. Yeah, exactly. yeah I mean, I listen, that, probably key, that's the, forgivable. Probably not the right word to use. That's yeah. forgivable. Everyone, like, no one, it doesn't come out right every yeah, time. I Whatever. I don't care about that so much as the fact that I wonder what is it that Mike McCarthy thinks is his job? What, what does he think? What does he think it is he does? Because I understand, key. I don't doubt that he has many qualities of a good head coach, or else he wouldn't have won a Super Bowl, even with Aaron Rodgers. And, and a head coach is leader of a team, and you have to have organizational kind of skills and all kinds of stuff. I don't doubt he has many of those qualities. However, you rise or fall to a certain level based on other stuff too, not just, you know, mm-hmm. not just 
these kind of like macro qualities of being able to lead a group or organize things. And he lost his job in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers because it deteriorated to the point where, obviously, listen, if Rodgers wanted him there, I'll bet you he's still there. But the point is, all year long, the question was, if it comes down to the end of the game, what about clock management? And even forget clock management specifically. How will the team react? They, he does not call plays. The team was unprepared at the end of that game in critical ways that led to their loss. Key, what is it that Mike McCarthy does? Like, what's his job? What does he think he's supposed to do? Let me, let me backtrack before I even answer that. He, you do realize he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay, Max. I mentioned it. I, I, I know that. And you do, and also, you know, there was a, you know, there's a coach in Kansas City named Andy Reid mm-hmm. that coached in Philadelphia. I'm aware. And he was accused many times over about clock management. No doubt. Clock management. Eventually, you know, he got fired by the Philadelphia Eagles because it didn't work anymore. He had been there for a long time. There's another coach named Tony Dungy that was accused of having a bad offense year in and year out. You know, he got fired eventually by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it guy named Bill Belichick, who's coming down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League, I think he's got six championships or something like that and been like nine times. He was fired by the Cleveland Browns. So if you stay in it long enough, hmm. you're going to get fired. I just want to say that. I, I, I want to be clear there. When you look at Mike McCarthy, you say, well, what is he, right? He ain't calling the offense. He's not calling the defense. The team is uh, at times in disarray, a lot of penalties, things of that nature. There's a lot of teams with a lot of penalties when you break it down. The Oakland Raiders historically, no matter who the coach is, is historically penalized to a whole nother level. I played with the Dallas Cowboys and Bill Parcells. We was penalized heavily. But that ain't on Bill. Bill told us not to jump. He taught us not to hold and push off and do some things that false starts. He was teaching us and telling us it didn't stop us from doing it. Uh, Key, are you pretty much saying that Mike McCarthy is not the issue at all with the Cowboys? Is that what you're trying to say? Here's what I'm going to say, Jay. Mike McCarthy, essentially, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. has only been there one year. Because last year, you can't. How you going to count last year in the middle of a damn pandemic, no quarterback? They was messing around with Cooper Rush and Andy Dalton. No offensive lineman. Zeke, Zeke in and out of the lineup. Cooper in and out of the lineup. Like, the, it was just a – just get rid of that. Get rid of that altogether. In this year alone, the expectations based on the quarterback getting the type of money that he got and the young nucleus of talent that surrounded them comes the hype in the yeast – that we put on the Dallas Cowboys. Wanna, so the expectations is greater for them year in and year out than most teams in the National Football but, but, League. But first of all, well, a couple things, Key, that I want to go back to. You said you get fired if you stick around long enough. There are very few examples of great coaches who have won Super Bowls with a great quarterback who's still great and lose their job. Like Bill Walsh didn't lose his job with Joe Montana. Um, Andy Reid has not yet, and he's an older guy already, lost his job with Patrick Mahomes. Bill Belichick didn't lose his job with Tom Brady. Because he Mike won McCarthy for 30 years his, in a, a row. Point. What are but you talking Mike about? Mike McCarthy was with if Aaron Rodgers in his prime and lost his job. If Bill Belichick, Max, yeah. Max Kellerman, yes, if Bill me. Belichick goes on a 
a run of four years of missing the playoffs, his ass will get oh, oh, fired wait, wait. no matter how many Back it up. no this, matter how many Super Bowl trophies that, he has. Back it up. Bill Belichick with Tom Brady didn't lose his job. Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers still it, in his prime, had won a Super Bowl with him, and got the boot. So what other examples can you come up with of a head coach who's won a Super Bowl with a great quarterback who's still great and got fired? There's a ton of them. What are you talking about? Anyone. When you run out of when you run out of uh, uh, years after coaching and you don't take a team to the playoffs, so you don't take a team to a championship, you're going to get fired no matter example. who the quarterback is. Give me an example. What are you talking about? Give me an example. Bill Walsh retired. Okay, give so give George me, Seifert got fired. Give me an example what of are you a talking coach about? who's won a Super Bowl with a great jo- quarterback who George is still Seifert, great there's and got one. the boot. George Seifert, there's one for you. You know who when that is? Seifert, when did Seifert get fired? He got fired by the 49ers. What are you talking about? With who is the quarterback? It was either Steve Young or it was Steve Young. After Bill Walsh and it was, it Steve, was Steve Young. It was Steve, Steve Young. Steve Young had not won a Super Bowl. with. C- did Steve Young win the Super Bowl with Seifert? He did. Max, I'm not going to get That's into one. this. That's one. And Steve Young never won another Super Bowl, by the way. But. So you get ready to tell me Steve That's, Young ain't great? Okay, no, Steve he Young is great. That's after a good, that? right. That's a good example. That's one, That's one from 40 years ago. you guys have That's one from 40 years ago. Never mind, Max. You, I'm not going to do this That's with one. You. Can you that I'm not going to do it because Mike Shanahan, because Mike Shanahan eventually left. What are you talking about? Eventually left is not the same thing as getting fired with a prime he quarterback. Got terminated in, he got terminated in Denver. What are you talking about, Max? With who is the quarterback? Ma- John Elway won two Super Bowls yeah. with Mike Shanahan. Yeah. And then eventually, John Elway retired, retired and Mike point. Shanahan did not continue to go there because he could not get another great quarterback. Gee, that's not so they the same thing. Seifert is a good it's example a- from 40 years ago. That's one. Okay, so 40 years ago around the corner, whichever one you want to you want to call it. Okay, okay? so it's an extreme. It's, 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 it's an exceedingly rare Bill phenomenon. Belichick, if Bill Belichick loses consecutive seasons and not making playoffs, he's going to get he, fired. You're arguing, you're arguing against a straw man. About? I'm not claiming you can't get fired as a great coach. I'm claiming when a great coach is with a great quarterback who is still great and they've won a Super Bowl together, it is exceedingly rare that that guy gets fired. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, most, hey, hey, most hey, of the coaches, hey, We only have positive discourse on this show, No, no, it, okay? no, because I'm not going to let Max sit here and do that. What, what Because facts? most coaches – most I tried. coaches I tried. that have great quarterbacks, they mm-hmm. either ride out together okay. or one of them eventually is going to be gone. It's either the quarterback is too old and can't play anymore, he's out the door, and they replace him, or the coach can't get the team going in the right direction again three or four years, and then he's gone. Yeah, that, that, that is the that way it works. That happens once every 40 years, apparently, Diana Roussini. Dude, it was 25 years that that happened. What are you talking about 40 years? What year is it right now? <laughs> it's two thousand. You're talking about two thousand twenty-two. And when did Seafruit lose? All right. So, so. Good morning, Key. It's great to hear your <laughs> voice, boys. We are on fire this morning. Oh, coming in hot, uh, Diana. Coming I, I in feel. Hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Diana. But when my co-host starts saying things that are just completely. True. Out of left field, that are I true. can't take it. It it drives me nuts. I'm right on the facts. Key, you know how we roll. I'm always in your camp, so I'm sitting here going. Okay, uh-huh. Diana, can you Key, give me go. can go. you give me examples go. of? We're talking about McCarthy, and he lost his job with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm saying 
it's exceedingly rare for a coach who's won a Super Bowl with a quarterback. Mm -hmm. While that quarterback is still great for him to lose his job, and yet that's what happened to Mike McCarthy. And and Key was able to give me one example that's similar in with Seifert and and uh, Steve Young. Well, this doesn't happen that often to your defense, right? It, we don't see the situation where a quarterback is playing at an elite level and then the coach gets fired. But it, it does happen. And to Key's point, they either move on, retire, or the quarterback leaves like we saw in New England. So, we, so are you agreeing with Max or are you agreeing hey, with Keith? Hey, but wait, let me let me ask y'all this, though. <laughs> it, it, you it, danced maybe, the middle line, Diana. I saw it. I see your brilliance. They brilliant. call me Diana Switzerland, yeah. Rossini. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, though. It just it, it occurred to me in my brain. And it may be different because Max, you know, he'll try to play the little, I'm Columbia, I'm smart, I'm going to switch it up on you. Didn't, didn't uh, Jerry Jones fire Jimmy Johnson – when the quarterback was elite after two Super Bowl wins, I just it was a just blunder, saying, major it, blunder. Oh God, here we go. It you, was? <laughs> never mind. I, I, kinda, I, I can't look. I can't with this dude, no, man. No, I think the overall thing that we <laughs> should be blunder. discussing here about I <laughs> I, Key, I think you'd agree here. Jerry Jones may be giving Mike McCarthy um, what I personally think could be the kiss of death. Why are we trusting anything that Jerry Jones says? He changed his mind after he told Jason, Jer- Jason Garrett his job was safe. Two weeks later, he fired the guy. So Jerry wants to win Super Bowls. That's all that merit matters. He doesn't care about what he's saying to any coach in terms of their future. Mm. He just he, he admitted they've got the roster to win a Super Bowl. So what's the next thing on the agenda that has to get adjusted? Coaching, no? So while he's saying the right things now, let's just see. I think we got to sit here and wait, Kay. You know, it, it's a situation where I know that Mike McCarthy isn't going anywhere. Jerry mm-hmm. hasn't said that. Stephen Jones said he's going to be the coach. Yeah. So that's Jerry talking. Jerry knows what he's doing. Diana, he wants us to sit here and talk about the Dallas Cowboys. That's what that's Jerry's mission, mission. accomplished. Yeah, that's right? it, and it's mm-hmm. getting accomplished because we're not talking about Pete Carroll potentially being fired in Seattle, winning a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, who many still think is one of the top six elite quarterbacks in the NFL. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Jerry Jones and what Mike McCarthy future looks like and whether or not they should give the job to Dan Quinn. Like that, that's bizarre to me, but I'll let the, you know, the germ spreaders germ continue spreaders. to spread. Diana, do you try to retain either Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn? Is that top priority for the Cowboys? I think for them, they, they, they need to do that. I think if, if you had a list of who the most important one there, it, it would be Dan Quinn just based on on what he's been able to do. Just even go back. Do you guys remember during training camp? Jerry kept talking about Dan Quinn during his press conferences, almost as if he was the head coach. I remember thinking, did I miss a story here? He hasn't talked about Mike McCarthy once. He was so, uh, I guess, excited and enthusiastic about having Dan Quinn on the roster, and maybe he was just trying to sell that to us then, but I think what we saw Dan Quinn do, he lived up to the confidence and hype that that, uh, that Jerry had in him. But l- let's see if Dan Quinn is going to be able to land a head coaching job. From what I can sense, you know, the market for him right now is, is obviously really good. Diana Rossini is here giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contracts, no compromise. Diana, you're covering Bengals-Titans. Derrick Henry passed a test with contact practice 
uh, yesterday. How significant is that? Hot news. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> well, uh, well we're not, we don't have time for it. We got so into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, anytime you have a, a player who's been out for 10 weeks and he's in pads taking hits in the rain in Nashville a few days out from a gigantic game against Cincy at home on Saturday. Yeah, it, it's it's great news, guys. I, I think what happened was, and it's normal in, in the NFL, Derek went away and we kind of forgot about him a little bit. And the Tennessee Titans did such a great job figuring out a way to still win, keep the run game going without Derrick Henry, that now he's back. And I just think it's an extra cherry on top of what they're already doing on the offense. That's the thing that scares me. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Diana, that the run game was still very efficient and moving in the right direction. And it scares me because now I got Derrick Henry back, right? And so it's natural for coaches when they get their toy back to forget about everything else and go back to uh, uh, using that toy at maximum value. And that's the thing that scares me, though, with Tennessee, is that will they all of a sudden forget about everything else and start trying to just feed Derrick Henry because he's fresh, and then they get out of what got them there. Yeah, and you know what's also interesting, Key, is that you got A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick back on the field together. We haven't seen them together since week seven. So they have actually have a lot of different options, and we haven't really seen the passing game hit a level where we're sitting here talking about it being such a major threat because they really do they, – they stick on the ground, right? But the fact that they're going to have those options, and really the guys, the story of the game is going to be how the Bengals are going to stop the run game because their front four – they're injured. They've got a lot of injury issues on the Bengals' defense right now. So, And they haven't done a great job this season right. of stopping the run. Titans so. run versus the Bengals' passing attack against that suspect secondary. Meantime, he's right. At first it was like, don't get fooled by Julio Jones and A.J. Brown because you're running the ball. Now you're getting your running game back. Wait a minute. Don't go away from, you know. They got, But the good news is they got a lot of talent. Those are good problems to have. That's Diana Rossini speaking of a lot of talent. One of the Lakers' big three was benched. Is that hot news? We'll tell you next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.